You know, McCall and I make no bones about our, let's say, occasional jump rope mm-hmm. with uh, timeliness, with punctuality, as it were. <laughs> yeah. AJ and McCall's. We close out our back to school tour on VFX. We're at uh, Skyview. But here's an interesting question. So, obviously, you and I were on our fifth straight day of this. We've seen all kinds of kids. We've seen the kids who get there what seems like an hour before school starts. And we've seen the kids who seem to wander in right, as, right after the bell starts. So, we've seen every wave here. Mm-hmm. Which were you? I was always late. I mean, <laughs> growing up, it was like I would miss the bus because I would get there maybe 30 seconds before I needed to be there because I would leave my house. My bus arrived at like seven, say it was seven seventeen, Cause I remember it was, it landed on a seven, but it was seven seventeen that my bus would arrive. I would leave my house after I saw it pass my house because I had to walk around the block, but I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't leave until then because I didn't want to. So <laughs> Okay, so I feel like yours is going to be the opposite of mine because for me, I feel like when I first got into high school, since we're doing the back-to-school tour at the high schools, when I was freshman and sophomore, I didn't want to get there early because I was terrified. And then Mm -hmm. when I was a junior, senior, and I, you know, friends, and we had our normal routine worked out, it seemed like I was the one that was dragging my parents to get me to school. Mm -hmm. Because AJ didn't drive, mind you. No, I didn't. That's worth noting. I didn't drive until I got to college. Yeah, that's very important. AJ did not. AJ did not drive. No. Now, for me, I wanted to be at school early because I had my friends and stuff, yes. but I could only... nothing to do with the school part. It was yeah. just the people. Yeah, but yeah. I could only get there as early as the bus would take me, for the most part. Oh, yeah. See, that would that would be a predicament. Because how early does the bus get there? It's not that early, is uh, it? It's like maybe half an hour or so early, okay, so, so not, bad. not bad, but my friends would get there a little bit earlier, so it would kind of depend on if I was driving, if I could drive and use the car or not. Here's the other question. So we've hung out in what Mountain Crest is kind of a commons area. Green Canyon Ridgeline is kind of a common slash cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And then Logan, we hang out by the video department. Where was your hangout? I used to hang out. It was kind of hard because the school changed when we ended up getting, because in, in the middle of, of high school, uh, Bear River High School, their whole middle section was like poof, gone. So um, once school kind of started, it was more so like once the, the commons area was finished, it was kind of in the commons area, okay. but it was like in the commons area behind the elevator. <laughs> we had sort of a commons area, but it, like it was... There was one group of students that it was dedicated to. I was a band kid, so we were down in the music wing. We Mm -hmm. had a music wing, so if you were a music kid, that's probably where you were before school, Mm -hmm. after school. If you had an off period, that's where you were. Yeah. All the time. While we're learning new things, can we all take after a certain hospital in Oregon that has learned exactly what their employees need? Well, maybe not everything, because I don't know what their pay structure is. And we could all use a raise or more vacation time. AJ McCall for the Automations Group debated eight on VFX. There's a hospital in Salem, Oregon. Apparently, the ICU is completely full. So, to help with, obviously, all the stress that's going on with COVID and all that, the hospital decided to add a plate-smashing booth for doctors and nurses. Okay. Fancy. So, doctors and nurses, when they're stressed, can blow off a little steam while they're at work. In fact, one nurse named Lisa said they put on safety glasses. They start shattering. She said she kept going back again and again until they told her she had enough turns. McCall and I have been very vocal about this, whether it's that, whether it's a car smash, whatever it is. I don't care who you are. If you say, nah, that's stupid. I don't need that. You are full of it. Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's really important that uh, people actually 
pay attention to, you know, your mental health and you're paying attention to how you are feeling. I actually, in therapy, the last couple of times I was talking to my therapist and he told me, are you paying attention to the way that you're feeling in the moment? Are you sitting down and actually saying, okay, how do I feel right now? And then just feeling it. People aren't doing that because you just get like stressed and frustrated and then you let it build up and build up and build up until you need to get it out some way. And I think some of these smash rooms are are genius. They really are to be able to express some of those frustrations. Well, I think that like people view frustration like they view selfishness, right? So if you say selfishness, generally the the conception of the or the perception of the word is that it's a negative word and it can be but also like if you don't act selfishly to take care of yourself you're not going to get anywhere because you can't help anybody else if you're constantly falling down in terms of taking care of yourself it's the same thing with frustration like i think people are like well you can't you can't express that or whatever but no everybody feels it you just have to find a way to uh, work it out or express it in a way that's not detrimental. Absolutely. And this is a prime example of that because as long as they're not anybody's plates that nobody stole, it's not harming anybody, it's not bothering anybody, you can work it all out and it'll you're good. Yep. Good. You've worked because everybody experiences it. You just have to find the problem is I don't feel like everybody finds the right outlets to channel it through or to get it work it out. Absolutely. And you got to you got to find those outlets to work it out and to express it safely, whether that be in a journal, whether that be in some kind of a um, just an open forum conversation. There's a way for you to actually express these things, whether it be through smashing a plate. I mean, you you need to be feeling these emotions that you are feeling. I know it sounds crazy, but it's, it's something that's so important for you to actually express those things. Might I suggest you, Taz, something that has worked for me, too, especially with all the beautiful scenery. Going in the mountains or yep. just going in outdoors in general and just yelling occasionally helps take the edge off once in a while. Yeah, it's not a, that's not a bad idea at all. Plus, this, you know, the scenery ain't too bad either. Yeah. That being said, we've got our department head meeting today where oh. we get to meet with all the bosses of all the things. So I'm thinking we should start planting the seeds that we need one of these. Like a remodel's in the works, right? We're going to get some, they're going to do some stuff with the building. We're get some new equipment and all that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, just maybe, off to the side somewhere, maybe one of these offices, once they reconstruct stuff and remove sales and, and separate on air, whatever, whatever they're going to do. You know, a plate smashing booth. Just a thought. That's a great idea. I think that would be amazing. And who wouldn't enjoy it? Like, there's no way from from the lowest guy in totem pole here to the owner himself. Like, who's not going to go in there and be like, you know what? I could use a plate smash. I, I, you know, pull. Let's just let's just throw a couple of them. Swing, sledgehammer, pinata style, whatever it is. It would be great. We're gonna do it. So that being said, owners of businesses out there, plate smashing booth. Add it. You need it. Yeah. Now we've already figured out. McCall was one of the last people into the class, and I was. Somewhere in the middle, AJ McCall at VFX. But what about social gatherings now as an adult? Because here's the deal. So obviously with the back to school tour, we've been, I've been, you've been pretty preoccupied. So mine and Ashley's plans, a girlfriend, have kind of been derailed. Everything has to be bumped out this week. I don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm just not going to be able to make it. I'm tired. But here's the dilemma we got to do. So we're trying to set our social calendar after this week. And the issue we run into is when it comes to get-togethers, I'm always the first to want to leave. And she's always the last to want to leave. So this led to this discussion the other day. We were having a conversation where I was obviously trying to prove that my point was right. And I said, no, first is best because if you're last, then you get stuck and you're trying to – you feel like you have to clean and then maybe you feel like you're a little bit burdensome to them. You just overstayed your welcome. And she said, no, 
first is the lamest because they, they notice and they're going to feel like you're a jerk and then you might miss something. And then what was the point of going out to begin with? So, McCall, are you more a first person to leave or a last person to leave? I'm literally always the last person that leaves. Always. Every single time. Before you're the last one, guest says, hey, they remember you on the way out. Yep. Every single time I am the last person that ends up leaving. And I don't know if it's just because I feel like I get more of a one-on-one connection with people that way or what the deal is, but I always am. Okay, so then let me ask you this because this is where it starts with Ashley and I. The reason we always end up being the last one is it gets to a time, not really a set time, but it's like, all right, we've been here long enough. Probably too early because I'm always the first one to leave. But at some point, I'm like, all right, now's time. And so we sit there because she talks. We talk. And then eventually, we've, we were there two hours later. And then was uh, Dustin the first or last lever always trying to drag you out? Uh, Dustin usually likes to leave first. Um, but now it kind of depends on the situation and where we're at. Like, if I'm with Dustin, then we'll be earlier when we leave. But if I'm by myself, I'm always the last to leave. Interesting. I are you first a first to leave her from a social situation or a last to leave her? Six eight two five five the number to text. Benefits, I guess. Technically, I would say the first is best because then at this point everybody's tired, everybody wants to go home, and you don't have to worry about it. You went, you made your appearance, you had a good time. But the one on one connection, sure. Yeah, that's. I mean, I get it. You could also show up super, super, super early uh-uh. and help set up. That's like against my whole code of existence, so I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I had friends in college. They were like, you're welcome to come over. I'm like, look, we've been over this. I'm not coming over unless you invite me. Yep. Even if you invite me and it's been like two weeks, I will probably double check. Like, it's just, I'm not going to barge in your house. It's how it's going to work. 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. Are you a first to leave her or a last to leave her when it comes to social situations? Uh, last to leave when it comes to Florida. Not to, if only that was the case. But the problem is, is that people are quickly bolting out of there. Now we got crazy criminals all over. Now I got to match criminal to state based on their just insane story. Yep. Two straight days. Perfect answers on the geography quiz. My uh, my parents have been putting them up on the fridge. And I got to close out strong as we wrap up the back to school tour at Skyview today. AJ McCall at VFX is Stranger Bridgeland, Florida or not. If you would, McCall, three more stories. Okay. So our three stories today take place in Florida, of course. Joyzy, also. Oh, that's of tricky. That's tricky. Yep. And then Chicago. Okay, Midwest again. I got this. Okay. So story number one a shooting suspect ducked into a restaurant that was filled with cops. So <laughs> they, they figured it out who he was and they were like, hey, wait a second. Look. I don't want to further stereotypes, but was it a donut shop? No, actually, it was a uh, a Mexican restaurant is what it says. Oh, good choice. So very good choice. Then we got story number two. Drunk driver uh, got into an accident on Sunday because he told the cops he, quote, drank too much because the Jets suck. So he, he got arrested and hit with several charges. I mean, I guess at least he was honest. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know that there's been stories. I have uh, I think I've had one. I know a couple people in college. The cop was like, if you just would have been honest with me about speeding, I would have let you go. Not, not drunk driving, obviously. No, no, no. And then story number three, a lady in an electric wheelchair robbed a bank on Monday morning. But since uh, it's really not a great getaway vehicle, the cops caught her like half a block away. Yeah, I would think necessarily they would have that thing not going very fast, you know, for her own safety. Uh, she tried to withdraw money from her own account also. When it didn't work, she got upset. She didn't show a teller a weapon, but they gave her $100 and she drove away in the wheelchair. So they not only had her name because she tried to withdraw money, 
but, but then she used her getaway vehicle. So <laughs> beep beep. There you go. Three crazy stories. I'm sure like 10 minutes later. She's like she's like two blocks down the road. Max. Max. Uh, okay. I think this one is probably my overconfidence here. I think this one's pretty easy because so you said Jersey, which I was concerned about because Jersey's one of those states, along with the Carolinas for whatever reason, that uh, always has stories very similar to Florida, but the the Jets, assuming it's the New York Jets, is in Jersey. So I'm going to go Jets guys, Jersey. Uh, I'll take the Midwest, uh, the Chicago guy. That's the cops. The dude running into the shooting suspect running into the the restaurant full of cops, and I'll take old lady in a wheelchair for Florida, please. Bingo. I'm actually very proud of you, AJ. The more this week has gone on, the better you've gotten at this. We got it, we got three for three right now. It's a scary proposition to be able to say that you can logic your way through Florida or not because it's pure insanity, but that's where we're at. Yep, that is where we're at. <laughs> we, of course, do Cash Valley Secrets on Friday with the confessions. Before we get there, though, one listener dilemma involving, uh, well... One trying to be the cool parent, one trying to be the reasonable parent. And here's the problem, call. When you're the reasonable one, you don't want to break your kid's heart, but you mm. also try to set the rules. Yeah. That's coming up in just a few minutes. VFX. What the heck do you do when you want to be a, you know, a logical, reasonable parent? Because there should probably be some rules in place. I say that's still identifying pretty much as a kid, not <laughs> an adult. AJ and McCall at VFX. But the problem is there's breakup, cool parent, logical parent. Early on, probably going to gravitate towards a cool parent, right? Yeah. Here's the me- uh, Facebook message we got. AJ and McCall, my daughter, 17 years old, has been spending the night at her boyfriend's house with approval of my ex. Yes, sir. His parents are home, and they're the same age, but still doesn't sit well with me. And I know my ex is trying to play the, quote, cool parent card on me by allowing her to do this when she's at uh, her mom's. But there's no way I'll allow this in my home. So without looking like the bad guy, how can I make this stop? Mm, I think that that is a difficult situation to try and navigate. Yeah, it is. Because you you obviously need to be having some kind of an open form of conversation with your ex on this to understand, you know, why or whatever. But I I don't know. Without getting a therapist involved, I have no idea how you can fix that. (laughs) Uh, To be honest, as someone who came from a divorce where – Parents could not talk to each other, so it was a battlefield. I I don't know. I don't know that if that's the case, but it sounds like you're framing it that way, that it doesn't know, seem like you can have a reasonable conversation. So in terms of dealing with, with your kid in, the, in this situation, I don't know that there's a way to establish what you think is a good boundary for her without her probably initially and for a while being upset about it. Yeah. Because let's be honest, like everybody at that age from 15 to 16 ish, all the way to 22 ish, you start to kind of think that you, you have the world figured out, right? You're starting to be out on your more on your own more. You, you get to hang out more. There's a little bit more freedom and stuff like that. So you start to figure out your, what your own world is and kind of push everything out that's not your friends or significant others and all that as you kind of basically set up your reality. And it, it, it takes a minute. This was maybe one of those ones where initially it's not going to go well. Like, there's plenty of stuff that I think my dad did think it was for the best intentions of me at, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19. And then I was probably kind of a jerk to him, only for me to realize but three or four years later, like, look, I was wrong. Sorry. You were right. My bad. At the end of the day, when you quote unquote give and you give this leniency almost, you can't take it back. There's not a way for you to be able to, like, take Fair. it back. It's That's like, hey, 
here's a here's a coffee. Oh, thanks. Oh, sorry. You, you, no, i just kidding. You can't have it anymore. You know, here's a soda. Oh, sorry. No, you can't have it anymore. Like you're, you're taking it away. And at the end of the day, it's it's awful because the child is now being used as a pawn to further themselves, further one parent in one direction mm. instead of coming together to try and figure out what's best for the child and having the actual conversation with the other parent. I have a story sort of like this, but you know what? I'll save it because Friday is Confessions with the AJ McCall Show, even though we're at Skyview as we we wrap up our week of the back-to-school tour. What secrets did you need to get out? Because it feels good to cleanse the soul so you don't have to carry that guilt or anxiety, whatever it is, into the weekend. Yeah. 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. Utah's VFX is all our social media. Confessions. Starting with me. The thing that always gets you when it comes to a secret is the guilt. It eats away at you. So don't bother keep it secret anymore. You can confess you're among friends. We have mistakes and stories to share as well. AJ McCall, we've got Cash Valley secrets going on at VFX, even though we're at Skyview High School. Don't let that deter you, though. Utah's VFX on our social media, 68255. The number to text, start your text with VFX. Now, my confession, we were talking about uh, there was a, a parent sent us a message on, on Utah's VFX. Thanks again to them. Hopefully we helped about how their ex is allowing their daughter, 17, to spend the night with her boyfriend, and he doesn't like that. Remember once upon a time when I was a senior, story's not as scandalous as I know some of McCall's stories. But <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's true. This one's not. But once upon a time as a senior, my buddy was like, hey, like we're going to spend the night. Like, hey, ask your dad if it'd be cool if like girls came over and <laughs> spend the night. And I was like, he's not going to be not, cool with right. it. You're going to say no. And he's like, no, just, just ask him. You don't, you, know, you don't know. Just ask him. So I did, and he wasn't, so they didn't. But it's not to say that that wasn't the end of it. I, I know there was a girl, I got punched in the face legitimately for a girl that was 100% not worth it in high school my junior year. And then, of course, my parents were like, yeah, so don't see her because right. clearly she hangs around with not great people. So then what I did was not what they said, and I did see her. And I actually had friends drive me over to her place because I didn't drive in high school while we, you know, hung out. And uh, that was very kind of them. Actually, I should, I should probably thank them again, in all honesty, because they just sat outside for X amount of time. And then she ended up getting back with the guy uh, who punched me in the face. Oh, good. Which I had to subvert that whole con- thing because that dude called my house. Yeah. And my parents almost picked it up. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to explain this. When it, again, that dude got arrested for punching me in the face, and I was freaking out. I was going to explain to my parents, like, yeah, I totally didn't listen to you, by the way. I'm dating this girl for, like, a month. I don't even know what it was. Totally, yeah. again, not worth it. No, absolutely not. Getting punched in the face, I don't think is ever worth it. AJ no. telling people that I had scandalous stories. I just think specifically of the one where you snuck out from the choir competition. Like, when it comes to girls and me in high school, like... There's there's stories. There's just not that great of stories. See, I the story AJ is referencing, we were at a state drama competition and I just kind of got to go with I don't really know why. I wasn't competing. I just wanted to go. And so the teacher was like You just brought a good present, like a good yeah, you know, yeah. team spirit. So the teacher was like, sure, you can go. So I ended up going and me and my friend, uh, they're going to remain anonymous. They ended up sneaking out of the hotel room after bed check and we met some random guys and then we just drove through the canyon. We were in Nephi and we went over to like Mount Pleasant 
And I can't remember what that canyon is, but it's like a super dangerous canyon. And there's like always people who get who hit animals and whatever in that canyon. And we were going probably 95 miles an hour. It was it, it was it was not my best of moments, but I was 17 ish. And I thought, yep, I'm a genius. Was not was not a genius. Yeah, there's, every once in a while, there's you know, the stories. It's the story. You got to live an interesting life every once in a while. Yeah. Some confessions we've collected uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, someone said, when I get up around 4 a.m., the guy next door is just going to bed. We've gotten to this routine where every morning he salutes me through his living room window. I wave back. Not sure what his name is. My wife thinks it's weird, but it definitely no. isn't. That's not the textbook definition of how dudes make friends. Dude, I mean, seriously, it's not. that's not a weird scenario at all. <laughs> Good morning. I mean, it's just a gesture. The weird thing to me is that once it became a gesture, you didn't bother to introduce yourself to your neighbor. Like, even I, the not neighbor guy of all people, would be like, all right, I should probably say hi or something. Right. Like, eventually. And your wife's just going to keep doing what women do. Like, what's his name? No idea. I have we no just, idea. We do the thing and we're good. I got nothing. Uh, here's one. I'm the primary cook in our house. When dishing up, I always give myself the larger portion. I like to think it's chef's privilege, but I'm really just greedy. Not everybody does that. Is that not like an everybody I'm, does that I'm thing? Because I was like, oh, I mean, for the most part, it's not like, I think if I had kids, okay, this is terrible because I'm going to say this and everybody's going to be like, wow. But I think if I had kids, I would be more likely to do that. But with like Dustin and uh, Caden living at home, eh, whatever, I guess. Mostly I'll dish and then I'm like, okay, whoever dishes is the last to pick is usually how it goes. Oh, I, I see. House. I totally would have bought Chef's Privilege. You cook the food. Yeah, of course you can have a large report. I'm with it. I'm good, totally with it. The good news is we're all grownups in my house, so we all just dish up our own stuff. That's fair. Uh, and uh, this one, when I see overly large, expensive, badly parked cars, I park deliberately within my lines right up against the driver's side and hope that they will either learn to drive or buy a smaller car next time. There you go. And they See, the important thing in that is that they said within their lines. Yep. See, so that's 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 kind of passive aggressive high road to be honest, because they're still following the rules. They're just not being kind, overly kind about it. Mm-hmm. So, I think that one, whoever that confession is, is probably a big fan of Park Narks. Probably so. And Friday comes to the conclusion of Park Narks. Who's the worst parker in Cache Valley? We got a little bit of time still left to vote. You should do so. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page at Utah's VFX. Nonetheless, let's check in on the um, substandard parking, shall we say? The fun thing was speculating for nominee number one in Park Narks. What the heck is in the U-Haul? The lousy thing is we'll never know. It's true. AJ McCall at VFX. Park Narks, if you haven't voted, please do. It's pinned at the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Nominee number one's an SUV who's showing U-Haul trailer that is taking up two special needs spots and two stripy rectangles. And McCall's theory is that it was a mobile studio, so you got like this pirate radio thing going on. Mm-hmm. Which would just make this even dumber because then you definitely 100% would not want to attract attention to yourself. Right. And yet, here they are. I thought, ironically, because I hoped that life worked that way. It was a uh, it was stored full of tools for the tool that decided to park that way. Because, again, yes, I get it. Trailers are difficult to park. I'm, I completely understand. I cannot handle it. Park anywhere that's not blue and we're probably not having a discussion. No, we'll be okay. Everything will be okay. Because, like, AJ and I, we, we spend a lot of time on this because trailers, we get it, okay? It is literally the biggest pain to try and figure out a place to park. Yes. Because it's not like 
but there's many trailers that come through, so they don't need to like dedicate parking unless you're at, you know, Home Depot or like Cow Ranch or something. Yeah. It would be great if you just didn't take up the two special needs spots, yep. which ironically enough, there's a trailer trainer in progress because nominee number two was no pass, no problem. I'll park on these stripy lines, yep. which is a truck sans trailer learning how to do it because it decided to pull in, park on, of course, special needs spot and the stripy rectangle. You know, like AJ said, we don't have a problem if you have the proper permitting because that's what it comes down to. Our park narkers are always very good at making sure that permits are in place when they nominate. Because otherwise yes. they don't get nominated. The, the, the tools that are in park narks earn their tool status. Correct. Vote pinned at the top of our Facebook page. Still a little bit of time left. The winning narker, the ones that caught the picture of the worst parker in Cash Valley, whoever you nominate or whoever you vote for, is going to get a float at Floating Sensations. And, of course, you can get entered in. Just take a picture of terrible parking, safely submit it to our social media, Utah's VFX. I have made no bones about the fact that I 100% do not do scary movies. Right. I made the mistake, one tiny one. Overall, very happy, just to be clear, don't need drama started, that I am with someone who loves scary movies. Yes. Now, I don't know if you've seen McCall, but there's a trailer out right now for the next scary movie set to be released. I haven't seen it. Candyman. Oh. And that'll be probably the last time I say it because that's one of those games where you say it all the time, something happens. But here's the thing. This is how I know I made the one small, small mistake, overall happy with the person that I chose to date is because I'm trying to summon the guy. Oh. The best way to frame this, I think, is to first start off with some kind of baseline. So, McCall, what would you say the scariest movie you have seen is? Uh, I watched The Grudge once. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Pass. I didn't. I didn't. I don't watch scary movies ever. I'm with you, AJ McCall, for the Automations Group debate today on VFX. We're at Skyview High School. It, it's early enough. Around the sun's come up. We can talk about this safely, right? But I want to stress because in the trailer, there are these girls that do it in the mirror. They say the name over and over again for the new movie that's coming out, Candyman. And so nobody do that. No. Nobody do that. I No, I don't know why, but that's right. Don't do that. So, wait, okay, time out. You don't know why you say that name? I'm not, I'm not even going to risk it. I think it's five times. I'm not even going to say it two times in the same break. No, I don't know. That, no, I don't know anything about it. Okay. I don't know the story behind it. I know, like, the Bloody Mary story, but, you know. Basically, same thing, right? Oh, okay. not, not same story, but I mean same outcome. Oh. You go to the mirror, you say the name X amount of times. Candyman, dang it, is five times. Uh, Bloody Mary is three? I don't remember. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Just don't say it more than once, because it's definitely more than once. So you say it once, you're fine. But you say it, they show up, and then good things don't happen. It's not like it's not like a cameraman shows up, and then he's like, oh, you know what? We had this surplus of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Here you oh, go! Yay! Yay! Big celebration. That's not what happens. And no. I apparently am going to find out firsthand at some point because the trailer's playing. I don't do scary movies. My girlfriend loves scary movies. And so she, uh, the other day, we're watching TV. I kid you not. We're watching TV, and the trailer plays, and it's stagnated to this point where like it's like, Loud music or action, and then there's a cool lull. And then loud music or action, and there's a lull. She said it three times. 
So every time there was a lull, she said the guy's name. And I was like, what are you doing? Nah. <laughs> I think it's worth noting, she doesn't like going down to our basement to do laundry because there's an offshoot where the water heater is, and it's kind of creepy down there. It's got a, it's got a saw vibe, no, no denying. Oh, okay. But she doesn't like doing laundry if I'm not home because she's convinced someone's going to pop out of that door, and that's going to be the end of it. But here she is tempting fate by saying this dude's name over and over and over again. I mean... It's a little, I'll say this for my own personal experience. It's a little hypocritical because I listen to all kinds of murder mystery things. Only it's not like murder mystery. It's like, oh, hey, look, this actually happened in real life. And then I go into my basement and then I get like terrified. But, you know, it's just, uh, I'll, I'll fold laundry in my basement while listening to it. I mean, yeah, but it's not like listening to it and, and let... Forgive me if I'm wrong. Maybe it is. I don't know because maybe it's a manifest thing, but it's not like listening to it summons it, right? Because with the Bloody Mary thing or whatever, you say it enough times and it's supposed to show up and you're like, why? No, that's not a good time. But I think No one was like, Bloody Mary's great to have at a party. Oh, let's go get her. But I think that it's it's like you have to do it in a certain uh, sequence in a certain place. And I'm not going to tell you where and I'm not going to tell you how. Please, no, please, thanks. Okay. Please, thanks. But I think that there's a certain sequence if... This is even true. Speaking of which, this is not hypocritical because I was never going to do it because I'm terrified, obviously. Oh, good, right. But I thought about it. In Chicago, we obviously stayed at a very, very tall hotel. Yep. I thought about it once because my brain has this terrible thing where it tortures me about doing that thing. And I don't remember what it is, right? But you hit the right floors and you're supposed to summon the portal, right? And then Walker gets on. I thought about that. But the problem is, is that it's kind of difficult. To, you can't, you couldn't do it in those there elevators because yeah. the buttons were on the outside to summon the floors. Maybe that's why. Maybe they moved the the elevator buttons onto the outside. It was, by the way, worst elevator situation ever. The, the dumbest. The dumbest. For those who don't know, the situation itself. So for our elevators, you had to pick your floor on the outside, and then it just programmed it. You couldn't change floors or whatever in the elevator itself. The, the thing I'm talking about is, I can't remember what it is, but basically there's a sequence of floors you have to hit, like seven, four, nine, whatever. And if you do it in the right order, apparently you stop and some person will get on the elevator and on the last floor. And you don't talk to them. And you're not supposed to talk to them, otherwise they'll trap your soul somewhere. Not great. Not great. Yep. So I thought about it because my brain does that to me. And so this is what I've been subjugated to recently. It's just thinking about all these things that are, let's say... From down south, like way down south, like further south than the baby, and I'm gonna die. That's what I've been talking about. My question is, is that the only reason I know about these things is because kids are stupid, right? These things get spread by kids. No offense, kids, because we've been going around for the back. I of school can't tour. wait. We're gonna get. We're gonna get. But it's so many it's angry true. emails. You spend the night and everybody's like, let's tell scary stories. And somebody's like, let's Ooh. go say one of the names in the mirror and see what happens. Ooh. No, let's just not do that. My question is, did you ever do it? No. There's Kruger. There's a couple of them. Candyman, uh, uh, Bloody Mary. That's a couple of them. Uh, Those are the two big ones I know. Did you ever tempt fate? And if so. How did it turn out? Yeah. Did you live to tell the tale? I'm sure the people who are going to be telling us tales will, you know, probably have lived to tell the tale. Joke's on you. It's actually, they've been possessed by the evil spirit themselves to further the story. Oh, no. Did you ever try any of those urban legends, the scary ones, the Candymans, the Bloody Marys? What happened? Utah's VFX on our Instagram for the poll of the day. Not my favorite part of childhood. I was never big into scary stories. Now that we've relived this whole thing, the question is, McCall, and I think I know what your answer is, but apparently recently, in honor of the back-to-school tour, nationally a survey was done, asked people one simple question. 
Would you like to relive childhood? <laughs> the age that people picked is stupid. You know, at one point, there was probably a case where go, doing the back-to-school tour, because this is the fifth year that McCall and I have done, well, fourth technically, because COVID last year. But was right, you know. AJ McCall, Skyview High School today for the back-to-school tour for the Automations Group Debate at 8 on VFX. There was a point probably early on where it was not really reliving, but you kind of get some of those vibes. Definitely not the case this year. I like, I'm very cognizant of the fact that, you know. I'm old. Yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in a, you know, inadvertently, though, you're probably going to have some flashbacks. There's going to be some stuff that comes up because you put yourself in a setting that we're normally not in. We're not very often in high schools. Yeah. Sure. So, conveniently enough, the nation was like, oh, AJ McCall doing the back to school tour? Thank goodness that's back. Hey, people, would you like to relive your childhood? No. I knew that was your answer. The survey, 55% of people said they would like to relive their childhood. For what? Now, uh, well, the, apparently <laughs> the things that people miss the most is not worrying about money. Okay. Summer break from school. Okay. And Christmas. Okay. Now, if you couldn't tell, that would probably inform you that it was a younger age. Right. Because. Like six. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, but I would define like, you know, childhood basically till I graduate high school. Like to me, that at that point, I could, I'm all comfortable grouping all that stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. The age itself that people would like to uh, relive was like the five to, to eight or nine range. Why? That was my thought. Here's the thing. Okay. I understand the appeal to being like, oh, somebody else can take care of me. Me, 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 me. You can't regulate your emotions back then. People barely can regulate them now. Is it is it just because it's more socially acceptable that if you were five to nine years old, you couldn't regulate your emotions? And so it's uh, like, oh, yeah, I can get away with that I now. Mean, McCall, I don't think that kids think that way, but yeah, no, sure. No, I mean, adults, that's why people are like, oh, yeah, if I go back to five to nine, then I can be a total D-bag and then <laughs> not get in trouble for it because, ah, kids. So according to the survey, the ages, uh, even more specifically seven to ten, mm-hmm. is because, quote, everything was magical. Here's the thing. So, like, in this scenario, then, are they picturing... It's not reliving your childhood. No. If everything's magical, because then that means you went back and forgot everything. Yes. You you went back and forgot everything, because as you get older, things... The, the magic of things start to wear off. Right. The thing is, for me, I have started to... First of all, go to therapy. But second, I have started to actually, like, pay attention to the moments that I am in, and how this is is playing out because that's the thing kids are not focused on oh no I'm anxious about what's happening in three days from now oh no I have to figure out what to make for dinner it's like a magical experience still oh my gosh dinner's coming up tonight great what do you think we're gonna have how is it gonna be made you know oh my gosh a butterfly like when was the last time that you just stopped and looked at a flower and you were like wow this flower is just beautiful. That is the magic. The magic is literally still here. You're not tapping into it. That's fair. I think that's a fair point to make. I just think it's a dumb age to pick because the, the basically everybody said, well, I just want to give up all responsibilities. And I get that. But, like, if you're reliving your childhood, I had the same thought. It's like, well, you're going back cognizant. Like, I'm not going back and magically being 6 to 10, whatever it is, again, I'm 32, reliving is 6 to 10, in which case it would I would hate it. Right. You'd have no freedom. Yep. You wouldn't get to pick anything. Like, I, I, for, I for sure thought, it, granted, I get it, 
it's especially early on in high school. It's tough, right? Yeah. You're freaked out about your own social standing. Everybody's so anxious about it. And there's some people that make it tougher. And I think you realize a little bit later on, because you can't in the moment, that everybody was so freaked out that maybe not everybody's eyes were really on you like you thought. But you don't. nobody thinks that way. Nobody does. You think the whole world is staring at you the whole time. You don't want to do anything stupid. But, I mean, not me personally, but like driving, being able to hang out with friends, the more, you know, lenient curfew you still have you still have christmas you still have freedom you don't have to worry about money as much because you're doing your own thing still and i would think that you know 13 ish age would be the prime one to go back to if that's all the stuff you were looking for i mean i would agree but i also feel like people are just looking at it from like a they wish that they could have the lessons that they've learned taken away because that that's what takes away, quote unquote, like the magic behind, you know, Christmas or summer break or any of these things. It, it, you going back to that age without your knowledge is just I don't know. I, I just think that at this point, people fail to see the good things that are going on around them because they're the exact same things that are happening to these younger children as well. You still have those things. You're just not embracing it as you should. Speaking of the wonderment of children, no offense, high schoolers, speaking of the wonderment of young adults, of young adults, young adults, spirit competition has been going on this first week. It does not end today. Voting goes through next Friday to give everybody a chance to do it. If you didn't hear about it right away, it gives everybody more than enough time to do so. And good gosh, the, like banger. Oh my gosh. The amount of flippy floppy that is happening over and over again. I sounded Canadian, but that's okay. Hot, hot. Wow. When the prize is being able to pie McCall or myself in the face, yeah, this is what I we expected. You would want you would want that. Who wouldn't want to pie someone in the face? But seriously, competition begets the best of us and sometimes maybe the worst of us. Though I would not say at this point, as far as I can tell, I've been on the message boards. The worst of us has come out yet. Hopefully never. Right. AJ and McCall at VFX. We're at Skyview High School as we close out our week of the back to school tour, but we're not closing out the week of the spirit competition yet. No. Yes, voting is open. No, voting does not close today. So for those unfamiliar, uh, McCall and I, when uh, Green Canyon opened, were invited out there uh, five years ago. And so we went and did our morning show out there. And then we said, well, we don't want to leave other people out. This is kind of fun. We should do more of this. So ever since, minus last year for obvious reasons, each year we have found a way to get out to at least some of the high schools in the area, and we've gone as far as Malad and Box Elder between those two, and we've covered every school in the Valley at least once, including you know uh, Cash High and all that. So this year we, we shrunk it down because of COVID still and all that. We weren't sure how this was going to go, so we did the five schools in the Valley. Spirit competition, though, is open further than that. Now, if you have not been on utahsvfx.com to vote for the spirit competition for the back-to-school tour... You are literally the only person that has. You got your work cut out for you this weekend, especially if you're not Ridgeline High School. Yeah. I'm, wow, blown away at the showing-upness of it all. Now, that's not to say say that I'm cheering against Ridgeline. I just want to be honest because there's still a whole other week that this could close. And in all honesty, Ridgeline voted 55,000 times yesterday. So obviously, it's distinctly possible. Yeah. So if you go to utahsvfx.com, a banner will be put up there. But if you go under the contest section, you'll find the back-to-school tour and you can vote. Skyview, Mountain Crest, uh, Box Elder, Westside Press, and whatever it is, pick your school and you can vote. You can vote, you know, a bunch of times. And the school that wins for Utah and the school that wins for Idaho, those two, will get us to come in at some point for a pep rally and get to pie us in the face. Yeah. So 
do so. Because if you are at <coughs> Skyview or you are at uh, one of the schools that we unfortunately couldn't make it to this year, you might have been a little bit behind and thought, all right, well, I'll get to it. It's not a big deal. Ridgeline wants to win. Ridgeline uh, came yeah. to play. They did come to play. And their video that we ended up posting on the AJ McCall show page yesterday definitely proved it also. Yes, we have not talked about that nearly I know. Enough. We have the funnest videos going up right now on AJ and McCall's Instagram. Yes. So if you haven't found us, AJ, A-N-D-M-C-C-A-L-L, Facebook and Instagram. On our Instagram, we decided to start doing a social media challenge. So apologies to Mountain Crest. If you are listening, Mountain Crest, I'm trying to get a hold of you. Get a hold of us so Please. we can sort this out because I'm going to be out there tonight and I want to do it. Right. But we started a TikTok challenge challenge. And Green Canyon, Logan, and Ridgeline each did videos. We're going to do one more Skyview. And those will actually will get up on our Facebook page for next week so you can vote as well. Because we decided, well, we're having a competition this way as well while having a blast making these videos. They should be rewarded for whoever gets the most views and likes and all that. So if you haven't seen them, the kids have killed it. Every day, I feel like the kids want to up the bar just a little bit more, and they have delivered. They have. It's been so fun. It's been such a blast. I can't wait to see what happens today with the one that we're going to be filming later. Yes. Find us, AJ McCall, Facebook and Instagram, and then, of course, go to utahsvfx.com and vote for the school you want to win, the spirit competition. You can vote each day, utahsvfx.com. Also, as we get ready to wrap up the back-to-school tour, Huge thank you yet again to Johnny Spudnuts. We cannot appreciate them enough. These guys are just, they're so cool. The students, of course, have loved them. Maybe faculty have taken their fair share, too. Who's to say? I don't want to get in trouble and get detention here. It's my last day. Uh, but huge thank you to them. Keith has been delivering them to us. The students have loved them. It, it's been great. They fly Each day, it seems like they fly out faster and faster. So yes. huge thank you to them. And again, check out AJ McCall. Vote for the Spirit Competition, utahsvfx.com.